0: Disney World in Florida is the most traveled to vacation resort in the world and only two weeks ago it shut down for the sixth time since first opening.
1: As Hurricane Irma relief efforts are underway, what does this mean for communities damaged in its wake? Hi, I'm Erica Cruz Guevara
0: and I'm Alex Swolinski. You're listening to Go! The Travel Podcast.
1: Also, the Winter Olympics are set to start this coming February in South Korea
0: but fears about a conflict with North Korea could be hurting ticket sales. And what are some easy ways to improve your travel photography? This week,
1: we're joined by author and photographer Mark Silber to discuss his new book.
2: There's a few points that I've found have made a huge difference for me as a photographer.
0: We have a lot more stories coming up. Stay with us and we'll fill you in on This Week in Travel. This episode is sponsored by Local Beyond. Think outside the cubicle. Also, this is the final week of our Cocoon Innovations giveaway contest. We're giving away a backpack and a gridded organizer. To enter to win, all you have to do is sign up for our mailing list at gothepodcast.com/slash subscribe. Winners will be announced on September twenty-first. More than half of Antigua and Barbuda's GDP is gained from tourism, and many nearby islands in the Caribbean have similar stats.
1: But after Hurricane Irma damaged much of the region, their economies could take a hit. Hurricane Irma was one of the most damaging hurricanes we've ever had. It was particularly damaging for the Caribbean. Hi, I'm Nancy Trejos. I'm a travel writer at
0: USA Today. Some people are saying the region could be facing billions of dollars in lost tourism business.
1: Most of the money they make is from tourists like us. And so it's going to have a huge impact. But some nations like the Dominican Republic were spared. The damage varied from island to island because you have some islands like Jamaica, that were fine, but then you have St. Martin, which they're pretty damaged.
0: Recovery efforts have begun, with the more important infrastructure elements getting repaired first. Some of the airports are opening up to regular traffic, but a lot lot of them are still
1: open to flights that are bringing in emergency supplies. Cuba was another island hit by the Category 5 storm. Irma barreled through its northern shores, damaging over 4,000 homes.
0: Now, how does a nation with limited internet and television access prepare for such a powerful storm?
3: Between 700,000 and a million people were evacuated beforehand.
0: Joining us to talk about Cuba is travel writer Lori Zeno.
3: Havana was flooded pretty badly uh, with 32-foot waves and very, very high winds tearing
1: down a lot of trees and such. Being the largest island in the Caribbean, Cuba is no stranger to storms.
3: Cuba has dealt with about 28 hurricanes and tropical storms in the past 100 years, so they are fairly well prepared. About a week before the hurricane hit, the Cuban military started informing people that there was going to be a very large storm coming, possibly bigger than any storm they'd they been through.
0: Since internet isn't as common in Cuba, especially outside Havana, the government has to inform people about the hurricane a little differently.
3: The way they kind of diffuse information is a little different than the U.S. Like They actually go in some regions door to door. Explaining to people, you know, there's a large storm coming. This is the plan. They need to evacuate and there will be news and they want people to tune in via radio. And a lot of the information is also passed through neighbors kind of by mouth, almost like, you know, when you were a kid in school and they had the phone calling system where someone would call one family, then that family would call another family. So it's kind of like the same thing.
0: Many areas in Cuba, including some parts of the capital, are still without running water or electricity.
3: I think they're going to be doing a lot of cleanup for a long time. And I think that specifically, you know, if hotels are flooded and they can't be rebuilt or kind of cleaned out and handled with the ease that maybe... You know, Florida or Texas can handle that kind of recovery operation um, on a temporary level, maybe.
1: The State Department is advising Americans to avoid travel to Cuba until recovery efforts are complete. But Zeno doesn't think the damage will stop people from traveling there.
3: Places like Europe don't really get the concept of a hurricane because they don't have them. And so someone living in Florida or New York might say, oh, my goodness, the hurricane, I'm definitely not going to Cuba. But I think someone in Germany... Or Spain is going to say, oh, don't worry, like, I'm going, that's all over. So I don't think it's going to have a huge effect on like European tourism, maybe Canadian. though. I think maybe the U.S. may be a bit wearier than they were before the hurricane
1: happened. A British man became the first person to survive a swim across the Hoover Dam.
0: 28-year-old Aaron Hughes was visiting Las Vegas for a bachelor party when the group took a trip to see the famous landmark.
1: In the 100-degree heat and after some heavy drinking, Hughes took the plunge.
0: Lucky for him, nine of the ten turbines that suck water from the dam to generate electricity were shut off.
1: Hughes said he could feel the pull of the one turbine dragging him toward the wall. Had all turbines been turned on, he would have most likely died.
0: After a 45-minute swim, Hughes, who has a no-regrets tattoo, was met by police on the other side. He was fined $330 for trespassing. The 2018 PyeongChang Winter Olympics are five months away. But ticket sales are below average. Could North Korea's nuclear bomb testing be the problem? The site of the Games is only about 50 miles south of the world's most guarded border. Chinese and Japanese tourists were expected to make up the bulk of international ticket sales, but tension in the region has prompted China and Japan to create massive evacuation plans in case a war does break out. Meanwhile, South Korean officials say that there shouldn't be any cause for concern, considering the 1988 Seoul Olympics and the 2002 World Cup in South Korea both turned out fine. And Paris, France, after three failed attempts over the course of 12 years, will be finally hosting the Games.
1: This week, the International Olympic Committee confirmed that the French capital will be hosting the 2024 Summer Olympics. Need help improving your Instagram photos?
0: Mark Silber, photographer and author of Advancing Your Photography, gives us some tips to improve your skills, like shooting during the golden hours.
2: The golden hours, which is when the light is softer and warmer, and that's half an hour before sunset, half an hour after sunset, and same thing with sunrise. Those are fantastic times to take photographs. Perspective of the camera is also really important when shooting. If you take all your photographs from eye level, they're just not going to be that interesting because we're already kind of walking around at eye level. So if you mix up the angles and you get up high, you look from low, You come from the side, you're going to add a lot of interest to your photograph. So don't be afraid to look at what other angle you might be able to capture that photograph from.
0: Silber says that social media sites are great resources for finding out what people are taking photos of in certain locations. Like
2: really spend some time looking around what have other people photographed? Because not that you want to photograph those things, but you'll get some idea of, two things. One, what you might want to avoid because you don't necessarily want to fall into the same cliche as everybody else. But more likely, you're just going to get a better feel for what that location looks like.
0: These are really important when going to places with famous landmarks.
2: Like I'm going to Paris, of course I want a photograph of the Eiffel Tower. If I take the same sort of postcard picture of the Eiffel Tower, what's the point? I come back with something I might as well have just Googled it. But what if you want to take pictures of locals in their environment? The first thing they do is I want to take their photograph. They stand very stiffly, they, they pose, they hold their breath you know, and that's going to look pretty, pretty stiff as a photograph. So the trick there is take that photograph and then keep photographing, but hold the camera away from your face because people don't realize that you can keep pressing the shutter and you're gonna get a much more relaxed photograph, especially if you talk to them and you engage them. That's a sort of a little tip to put people at ease, make them forget about the camera.
0: Silber's new book is called Advancing Your Photography. You can find it on his site at MarkSilber.com or on Amazon by searching Advancing Your Photography.
1: Three tourists died in a volcano near Naples, Italy last week. All were members of the same Italian family.
0: Two parents tried to unsuccessfully rescue their 11-year-old son near the Solfatara crater. The boy crossed a fence into an off-limits area when he sunk into the soft, hot soil.
1: Signs near the crater warn that the steam from the ground can reach temperatures up to 320 degrees.
0: The boy's parents also found themselves stuck and are believed to have died from the fumes. Almost every week, you can find a new story online about drunk passengers on a plane. And this week isn't any different.
1: On Wednesday, chaos broke out when a drunk couple started arguing on a British Airways flight.
0: Attendants on the Los Angeles to Heathrow flight had to separate a husband and wife after they began shouting and screaming at each other. Passengers
1: claimed the duo had to be restrained in their seats.
0: Police were called to remove them from the plane after arriving, but the couple was let go.
1: On a different flight this week, another drunk passenger was met by police after landing.
0: A disruptive 22-year-old man was reportedly singing loudly with his headphones on during the entire flight. Passengers say he was uncooperative with the crew and refused to leave the plane
1: that's when another passenger took matters into his own hands
0: the unnamed passenger can be seen in a video posted on youtube putting the disruptive passenger in a chokehold and rendering him unconscious you can hear the crowd applauding in the video
1: Earlier this year, part of California's Highway 1 was damaged in a massive mudslide.
0: This spring, an area just south of Big Sur experienced its largest mudslide ever, sending more than 5 million cubic yards of rock and dirt onto the highway.
1: State officials said this week that the iconic highway won't be open until the end of summer 2018.
0: Repairs are expected to cost roughly 40 million dollars. And that's our Go the Travel Podcast episode for this week. I'm Alex Swalinski.
1: And I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Subscribe to Go the Podcast wherever you're getting your
0: podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to enter our giveaway contest.
0: Thanks for listening.